You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats, everybody. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Trent Nichols, and the inimitable Sean Powell. Joining us in studio today. That was a $5 word. Right? <laughs> I got more $5 words for you as the morning rolls on. I'm not going to let you off the hook just that quickly. So we had a plan, and it was derailed 100%. So breaking this morning, Dolphins offensive line coach has been driven to drug use by Jay Cutler. Yeah. Trent, Brandon, that's how bad it is. And I remember every weekend when I see the stat line roll by, I remember you guys telling me how Jay Cutler was going to – he was going to be an MVP candidate and that the Dolphins wouldn't miss a beat. Chris, And I they tried, were headed to the playoffs. I, I tried, remember. I tried to tell them to – I was right there with you. <laughs> yeah, you were. Hey, the Dolphins won, so – they're only they're, two yards passing. They're only Cutler. one game out of first place in their division. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? When you look at the when you look at the standings, some of the stuff that's going on, it is amazing. We're going to get to this awesome week of football in the NFL. Couple of big upsets in the NCAA. It was a heck of a weekend. So, what do you guys want to kick off with? Should we continue with the cocaine and strippers? <laughs> Why not? All right. So, Sean Powell, I want to introduce you to the folks. Sean is one of the more talented actors that I know. Quite a singer. A little bit of a dancer. A little bit. Oh, wow. A little bit of a dancer. No, he sings, he dances, he acts, he does all kinds of stuff. Uh, What's your all-time favorite role, Sean? Um, Other than the the cocaine um, offensive line coach role, which I'm preparing for, um, (laughs) I would say... In Sanford, probably Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors. That's been that's been a minute. Now. It has. That was probably, what six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Wow. I'm really I'm really old. So you oh, are God. really old. You are really old. But you're really athletic, though. And I'm going to ask you how your arm feels after a oh, while. Good. You know, you're not going to make it out of here alive. Thank you. So since, in honor of Chris Forster, and for those of you who haven't seen it yet, he apparently sent. A videotape of him preparing for a meeting and snorting lines of coke off of his desk sent it to a stripper hmm. that's always it, a good idea now well <laughs> he adds a whole nother dimension to the don't do stupid things and put them on social media my wife and i have this conversation all the time if oh. you're a child and you're going to screw something up don't put it on the internet. That's Dude, forever. Hold up. Put yourself in his shoes for just a minute. I met him. If Jay Cutler was your quarterback, or say if he was my quarterback, 
I'm doing all the blow I can get my hands on and calling all the strippers if he's my quarterback. Nah. That's how I'm going down. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. Wow. And I'm you doing, have to think his last gig before Miami was in San Francisco, so it just went from bad to worse. He can't. He, a guy can't buy a break. I'm not stopping there. There's peyote, Maui Wowie. You just name it. Name the drug. I'm doing it if he's my quarterback. Now, Sean, I know you to be, when, when, when properly motivated, quite the character actor. Sure. I don't know that you go the whole Sean Penn route and burn yourself on the hands with cigarettes. Not quite that far. Not that quite. I'd, I'd give a dollar to watch you do that right now. <laughs> or throw a golf ball. I, it's coming, brother. It's coming. He doesn't know. He got ambushed. So, you've watched the video. Right. And I, I think there may be rights or something. I don't want to propagate this whole you know, debacle. But I do think it's fair, don't you guys, that we have Sean recreate Let's do this. what is on the internet. Are you, are you adequately prepared? Sure. Are you ready for your close-up? I'll, I'll do what I can. Okay, Trent, if you can do that, uh, you play the part of the stripper, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. All right. Action. I miss you. <laughs> I'm about to go into this meeting. I think about you when I do this. I mean, he sniffs like a hundred times in the right? video. This guy is not just your nope. your recreational cocaine user. This guy's hardcore. This is full on like Scarface. Man, full on. I thought he was going to, you know... <laughs> Stick his face on the desk or something and rub it around. I was out of control. And this is right before he goes into a meeting. Just think about a Friday night, how this guy gets down. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Or a game day. Jesus. I know, right? Yep. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, does he go heavier after a Dolphins win where they steal one against Tennessee in the Marcus Mariota-less Titans? I don't know, man. Or, you know, do you need that to pick you up after a loss? I think this guy just does it regardless. Doesn't matter. He's like, ah, I've got to brush my teeth. i got to get hyped. What was the dude who wore the gas mask smoking weed? Why do people feel the need? Oh, that draft, the draft pick. Why do the people feel the need to tape themselves, record themselves, while they're doing something illegal, I don't get that. Like, like I said, this adds an entirely new layer because this is a conversation that counselors and teachers and mentors in the community have to have with teenagers right now. You know, whether it's, you know, lewd pictures that get sent around or things that they say on Facebook. It was Tunsil. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Regardless of, you know, it's almost like if it doesn't make it onto social media, it didn't happen. You know, one day I'm going to have to sit my daughters down and have that conversation. And I'm just going to look them in the eye and say, don't ever, ever work for the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Really, all you need to do is let them listen to this show. And it's a cautionary tale because you're going to get clowned. But here's my, my issue is I can get where... I was at one point a teenager, and I made bad decisions. I mean, <laughs> no, uh, not you. Yeah, well, well, here's the thing: is I'm glad that there wasn't social media when I was a teenager or in my early twenties, 
there's no telling oh. what would be out there and be committed to record. But I don't understand a grown man like this. What are you thinking, guy? Well, and here's the problem. The guy with the gas mask, Laramie, Laramie Tunsil from Ole Miss, is an offensive tackle for... No way. The Miami Dolphins. Oh, my right. gosh. Well, that that uh, that explains why Chris Forster was hired in the first place. We need somebody that can communicate with these kids. That can that's connect. on their level. Maybe that's their way of protesting the national anthem is they're going to record themselves doing drugs. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Because I heard Jerry Jones this weekend say, if our players don't respect the flag, they're not going to play. But I didn't hear anybody say, if they do lines of coke off a desk, they're not going to play. I don't remember hearing that. I can hear him going, Zeke, now don't take a knee, but if you want to do a couple of lines, go ahead and do that. I can see that happening. Just don't hit anybody. Have we got our LLC paperwork filed so that we're <laughs> absolved from any kind of liability? It would probably be a good, 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 good time to do that. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. All right. It's done. Yikes. Well, Dak Prescott, he's uh, eaten a lot of Dannon yogurt this weekend. Right? Oh. Now, I have to say, and look at you with the insight, Sean. Not just a pretty face. <laughs> Cam Newton last week went through the ringer with this whole bad joke that he made at the expense of a female reporter after last week's game. Yep. Now, it's funny. And in this day and age of social media, we're kind of tied in there. Pretty good. Interesting the tweets that this young lady had committed to the, to the internet. Well, Cam came down. And I'm going to tell you, and we're not going to play it. But if you haven't seen it, you have to go out into cyberspace and find Cam Newton's apology. Because anybody that's ever going to screw anything up ever again, that's the gold standard of apologies. He was like, the only thing missing from that apology was Dr. Phil narrating or, you know, orchestrating it. Cam was money. Yeah. I don't think he meant a word of it, but it was money. Well done. Cam will be on stage with you one day, sir. Eddie George has been, you know, touring the country. What, what show is, is he in Chicago? Chicago. Yeah. If Eddie George could do it, Cam Newton is a lock. He needs somebody to work on his look, though, man. Can you imagine having man. almost a flawless body? He's a good-looking guy, right? And the dude has that thing on his chin. And the silly. It's bleached. And then he's got the, the flat bill hat. He looks like, I don't know. What does he look like? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out which Fat Albert character <laughs> I could most associate him with. But it's not a great look. But Cam has always had a bizarre thing. It's him and Russell Westbrook sort of vying for who can have the goofiest look, which is funny because Cam Newton has a clothing line. And I actually own a couple of sport coats oh, yeah, from that clothing line. It, they're cool. They're nothing in, like what he would wear. It's in Weird. Belk, right? Yeah. Way to go, Cam. Yeah, hey. Why don't you wear some of the stuff that's in Belk instead of what you got on now? <laughs> <laughs> And his command of the English languages is not exactly great. When he said, when you put me up on that pinnacle, um, you might want to look up the word pedestal, bro. Hey, quit hating on Cam. Cam's 4-1. and one. 
Cam's 4-1 and Carolina looks like they may well be the best team in the NFC, not in the state of Wisconsin. Because the GOAT got loose this weekend. And I'm going to tell you, there was rain, there were storms, people attributed it to the remnants of Hurricane Nate. No. That was the tears of Cowboy fans raining down oh. us. Brother. Is there anybody in America that didn't know with just over a minute left when Green Bay got that ball back that it was over? I was, was saying over. that the whole time. I texted you that last night. I was like, was there any doubt? No, not a bit. And Cowboy fans, I had a couple of them that sent me texts that were just like, one. my favorite was the guy that sent me the Alice Cowboys, A-L-L-A-S. And then behind that, as if I didn't get the joke, said, I meant to spell that without a D. Oh, then you kind of right. killed the joke. You know? I, hey. And this is a Cowboy fan. And I tried. I asked him, hey, you want to go on and uh, I'll put you on the air? Nah, he wasn't feeling that. Wasn't just, feeling it a bit. Just think about all that worrying about if Zeke was going to play and how would they make it four to six games, and now they're two and three. Hey. Yikes. I know. Washington Redskins, they're the are they the best team well, in that here's division? I'm, no. No, it's the Eagles. Yeah, they're four and one. Eagles are four and one. I was gonna say, you forgot all about Philadelphia and Carson Wentz and what he's doing right now. Oh, they're playing against the Panthers. That's the Thursday night matchup. Philly, Carolina. Well, I can't tell you that Philly is the best team in that division. But I can tell you that the New York Giants are the worst <laughs> in that division and every other division. At this point, I would have to, if I were ranking teams 1 through 32 in the NFL right now, New York would be beneath Cleveland as the worst. Oh, with, by far. With Beckham out of the mix now, Brandon Marshall hurt. That is, to use an overused phrase, that, sir, is a dumpster fire. I think this is it for Eli Manning. Well, I think that we all picked the wrong New York team that was going to tank this year. Right! Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. A little racy content in the first 15 minutes. Apologies, I suppose. We're talking about the New York Giants, and Trent, you made an interesting point, and it's only halfway funny. No offense. No. The Giants are out of the gate at 0-5 and have found some very interesting ways to lose a game. Now, before I get into any real analysis, here's number one the number one reason why the Giants are 0-5. Ben McAdoo, hired last year, 
came in, supposed to be this whiz-bang coordinator, bring all these fresh ideas and all the rest of that. Ben McAdoo, you're a big guy. You have a big round face. <laughs> you're not allowed to wear the slick back hair. No. Mm. It's a bad look, and you need to you need to see a stylist. You're the face of the franchise in New York City. You need to visit Odell Beckham Jr.'s hairdresser, something, but you're not allowed to rock the Pat Riley. But doesn't he always look like he's got like a grin on his face? Like he's like, yeah, we haven't won a game, and but he's like grinning like. I mean, he, he's a he was an okay coordinator who's stealing millions of dollars right now. I'd be grinning too. What kind I of might product? even get it in my head and rock the slick back hair. I don't know. What but, kind of product do you have to use to slick it back like that? Man, I don't know. But even with the headset on, because it's not a great look for a football coach in the first place, but even with the headset on, that stuff is helmeted. It doesn't move. It's a horrible look. And I went, I actually looked, went back on online last night and I was like, what, you know, and no, this is a new thing. He used to just kind of have the floppy hair or whatever. And I think this, you know, he must feel like this makes him look distinguished or like a leader or slick or whatever. Dude, you gotta be, you gotta have a completely different shape to your face to be able to get away with a, a do like that. Pat Riley made it famous. Ben McAdoo, you're killing it for everybody. <laughs> it's almost with, um, no, I'm not gonna do that because I might offend somebody. I was gonna say with names, children's names. You know, some people are always ahead of the curve. And if, uh, I'm I'm not gonna use anybody's particular name. Go ahead, Chris. Why are you hedging? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw it out. But let's say for the sake of argument that uh, let's say the Kardashians. The Kardashians have a child, and they name the child Cleopatra. Well, that might be cool, and you'll have some trending families that name their child Cleopatra for the next four or five years. But then five years after that, Cleopatra becomes the number one name in the trailer park. It just kind of trends that way. Yeah, it's like my name Brandon. When I there's like five Brandons on earth and then when I was around 15 all these soccer moms started naming their kids Brandon. Yeah. They're at the pool like Brandon. Yeah, I've got a Get Hannah. Here, dude. I have a Hannah and we thought that you know that's a classical name. It's great and we didn't know that simultaneously every other family in the world was having the same conversation. So now Hannah has never been in a schoolroom without at least two more Hannahs in her class. Well, my, my sister named her daughter Elsa. But oh, cool. Six months before Frozen was No announced. way. Oh, oh my gosh. So, so oh. now everyone thinks she's going yeah. after Frozen. But. Good timing. Wow. Yeah. Hey, about the giant sucking and <laughs> Odell Beckham's, what is it, ankle he broke? Or foot? Fibula. Fibula. It, uh, technically, Can, that's an ankle, but... His lower leg and it's broken. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why do they have to show? First of all, they say, "Now we don't want to show this," and then they inevitably show it. And why do they have to show it so many times, dude? I would rather see a stabbing than a broken. Me bone. too. Me too. And it takes me back to last Thursday, yep. with the Florida State NC State game, where. The announcer said explicitly, no, 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 it's too much. We're not going to show. We're not going to show. It's gross. And as he is spitting those words out, they run the replay, and we see the dislocated elbow, and and it was foul. They slow it down, and they stop, and they run it back right on that break, and you're like, who on earth? Do y'all like to see that? No. I'm like freaking out. I've broken too many bones in my life. 
And maybe that's why and it's especially cringy to me. My wife, it doesn't bother her. And she looks at me and she's like, that hurts you, doesn't it? Yes. Mm-mm. My wife's never broken a bone. So I think that's the difference is <laughs> it's it's a hypothetical thing for her. It's not real. I've I've done those things and I know how it feels and I can't I can't watch. It's just like what the where kid uh, Louisville that bought Patino some more time. Or no, just, oh God, don't even. I don't even want to talk about his that. His leg one. just exploded. <laughs> oh no, I don't even want to talk about that one. That is foul. And this dude sends me a shot of that via text during the Louisville North Carolina game as we're having that conversation. And I do say there's got to be a way. Dave Kaplan, Diamond Dave, and I don't know if he's coming in today or not. He was at the NC State Louisville game. And me. No. Well, yeah. And the three of us ended up tweeting, or not tweeting, but texting. And it was like the most entertaining social media thing ever. And I was like, why isn't this online? Because it was actually pretty cool. But I had a good time doing it. And Dave was giving us, you know, sort of a play by play at the game. It was uh, it was interesting, and it was great for me because I was watching the ten to one victory of the Blackhawks and had no idea what was going on on the uh, NC State game until I started getting all those texts. There you go. I didn't Dude. have to change the channel, and I have I hate to dom uh, dom David Kaplan out, but as a fellow Tar Heel fan, that tells you about the state of that program when homeboys at the NC State <laughs> game trying to give away his Carolina tickets, <laughs> right? Online. That was funny. And had no shame Uh-oh. when you called him out about it. He's like, eh, I can't make it to the Carolina game. I got to go to the beach. <laughs> That's all you need to You know. want my Carolina tickets? Please That's take them. No. I thought ECU might get off the schneid this mm. weekend. They're not. What's the uh, what's the, the death watch on Scotty Montgomery right now? How many? Ooh. I mean, ECU, even though people outside the state of North Carolina might look at that as a you know, third, fourth, fifth-rate program, ECU takes their football seriously. Mm-hmm. They do. And the AD's decision last year to fire Ruffin McNeil, everybody scratched their heads and figured, well, there must be a better plan in place. Scotty Montgomery's not the answer. And that program is trending downward badly. They were getting punched right in the face in the first half against Temple. and uh, He'll get a couple of years. Ruffin's – Recruiting had fallen off those last two years. I do not think he deserved to get fired because East Carolina needs to remember, you know, this guy got them to a certain level, and he had a couple of tough recruiting years. So now this new guy, he's like dealing with a bunch of nobodies. It's well, like but here's the question, and, and, and yes, Ruffin McNeil gets credit for getting that program to that level, but let's not pretend ECU hadn't been at that level before. Yeah, I mean, ECU is an easy program to kind of get riled up and, and got a great fan base. They're not dealing with a behemoth in the state in terms of recruiting. Yes, they're up against NC State. They're up against UNC. But they're not up against an in-state school like Notre Dame, Ohio State, Alabama. So ECU's got the potential to be there. And I don't know how long – I don't know how long the leash is with Scotty Montgomery – We'll, we'll see how it goes. So, what's going on out in Oregon? Man, they, uh, it's, it's a rebuilding year, which we had some promise with Justin Herbert. And, but uh, Willie Taggart's really doing a good job out there. Well, we got, we got spanked this week by Washington State, but uh, we, were, we were playing our um, 
freshman quarterback. It was his first start, and he looked like a freshman. But I will tell you this. You're talking about Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart, I do think, is the right guy for the Oregon job, and it's sort of been in flux since Chip Kelly rolled out of there. But you're talking about Willie Taggart. If you want to see if Willie Taggart knows what he's doing with a football program, all you have to do is look at South Florida right now. I told you guys a month and a half ago USF would be undefeated. They haven't let me down yet. They're still out there doing their thing. And I have confidence as the Power Five schools continue to beat up on each other, I have all the confidence in the world that USF is going to wreck the national playoff picture. Anybody want to disagree with me? No, man, you're right, Chris. That's my favorite thing in the world to hear, dude. All right, so pivoting, we'll get back into the NFL a little bit. Because it's not the Big 12. The Big 12 is not going to wreck anybody's plans anytime soon. All right, so looking across the spectrum, and and we we started this conversation last week about the ACC. Who's the second best team in the ACC? Well, at this point, Miami may get the nod, but NC State's not too far behind them. Where you? Where do you? Where are you at? Who's the second best team in the ACC? It's the U, Miami, Benavido on Miami. Is that how they say that in I the think rap so. song? Welcome to Miami. Yeah. Can you sing that for us, Sean? No. Wow. Trent, go for it, bro. No, I don't know it. You don't. Come, come on, man. Miami know. by Will Smith. That's okay. We've got five breaks left. We'll listen to it. Trent will be singing this joint by the end of the by the end of the show. So Alabama, Clemson, Penn State, Georgia, Washington, TCU, Wisconsin, Miami, Washington State. Those are your Power Five schools that are still undefeated. South Florida, San Diego State, UCF. Navy and Utah, we're this far in, and we've got, what, 14 undefeated teams still? One of those teams, UCF or or South Florida, I would love for those guys to run the table just to screw this thing up because you guys know I'm in favor of chaos. Yep. The Big 12. Got some chaos. Got some chaos. Isn't Isn't that horrible when the Horn Frogs is your stable competitor of your conference. Brother, here's the thing. Gary Patterson. Is it the Horned Frogs or the Horny Toads? It's the Horned Frogs. Okay. Not the Horny Toads. No. The Horned Frogs. Mario character. Gary Patterson has built an amazing program there. And when you start, when you step back and start thinking about the athletes that have come through that TCU program during his tenure, it's pretty impressive. I'm not shocked that TCU is at the top of the table, except that I really thought Oklahoma State was a world beater. Oklahoma got smacked in the face by karma this weekend. And I don't know if you guys watched, but Iowa State did go plant their flag <laughs> at midfield after they beat Oklahoma. The crazy part about that game, did you did you guys watch lots of that game or did you just kind of check in on it? Just check in checked in. in. 30-point favorites. 30-point favorites. Let me tell you something. Baker Mayfield went into that game. The Heisman was his to lose. He played himself right out of the Heisman. Baker Mayfield, throughout that entire game, refused to check down, take the underneath throws, and was looking for Heisman moment-type plays, even up to the end of that game where they had a chance to drive down and extend the ball game. 
Baker Mayfield, karma caught up with you. Mm-hmm. Well, Iowa State's been doing that to the Big 12 for like the last seven years. They ruined Oklahoma State uh, like four years ago. Their their BCS hopes. They they always have at least one game where they shoot down somebody big. Well, Thanks, Iowa State. They did it on a national stage this week, and Oklahoma, your margin for error has disappeared. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Lambert and Brandon Atkins. Got money, got fame, fast cars and everything. Yeah. I'm on dance, I gotta sing, rock song, blues sing, anything. It's not happening in the passing game right now. I'm not playing well enough. You doing anything to that? Don't think so, but maybe I am. Maybe I don't have it anymore. What makes you think? Ben, do you see it? I'm not playing well enough. Ben, is it a case of obviously some unusual things, some flaky things happen on those interceptions? Yep, that's the way the ball bounces sometimes. You play this game long enough, you're going to get those games. Ben, does, does doubt ever creep in, do you think? Nope. It's not uh, if anybody in this room uh, has it, ever has that doubt, they probably aren't here. You know what I'm saying? Like, just professional athletes shouldn't have doubt. What will it take for this offense to, to reach its potential? Me playing better. Just nothing else? Seriously? Nothing else? Nope. That's Ben Roethlisberger in the wake of the Steelers getting a beat down by the Jacksonville Jaguars, which included pick sixes. For the Jaguars within about 10 seconds of one another. Now, I don't know Ben Roethlisberger. I do know he's a bit of a drama queen. Any Steeler fans out there, whatever. Towson, take it up with me. I'll see you in the alley. Spoken like a true Bengals fan. <laughs> yes, sir. No, here's the thing. I think that the writing's been on the wall for Ben Roethlisberger for a couple of years. I don't think he wants to do this anymore. I don't think he's enjoying it. I don't think that he's enjoyed the headache with Le'Veon Bell and skipping Minicamp, the whole thing with Antonio Brown, tossing coolers and all that. And I'm not trying to make too much out of any one thing, but Ben Roethlisberger for years has had issues with the coaching staff, and he sort of alluded to it and the rest of that. But here's the deal. If Ben Roethlisberger had retired at the end of last season and not played this year, he obviously would have given up $12 million in salary that he's making this year. Ben Roethlisberger's a wealthy man. $12 million, a lot of money. But I don't know that it's enough in and of itself to entice him to come back and do something he wants to do. Here's the problem. Had he retired at the end of last year, not only would he not gotten that $12 million, he'd have had to pay back $18.5 million in advance signing bonus. Mm. 
If he retires at the end of this year, he still would have to pay back $12 million in cash. He's got to go all the way through 2019 to be free and clear and off the hook with regard to this contract. Now, at some point, if his play deteriorates to the point where the Steelers don't want him there and don't want to pay him that $12 million, they can obviously offer to let him go free and clear and carry that bonus money off into the night. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I will tell you this, Steelers got issues. Uh, Jacksonville is a good ball club who can beat anybody on any given day. Leonard Fournette came out 29 carries for 184 yards and looks like a horse out there doing his thing. Jacksonville wants to be able to run the ball. They want to play good defense. They've stockpiled draft pick after draft pick after draft pick on that defense. Those kids are starting to play ball. Maybe Big Ben's right. It's kind of like Big Ben, the Big 12 in football, and me and my fantasy football, maybe we just don't have it anymore. You know what I mean? Maybe we just don't have it anymore. You can't do that to me, man. Quit invoking your fantasy team into everything. It's horrible. You're not good at fantasy football. I got two So, so no, you don't have it anymore. But do you not have it at the same level that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have it? I don't know. That remains to be seen. There's a poop chain in your future, though. I'm just going to say that. If I quit this year, I'm going to have to pay my $20 back, so that's probably not going to happen. Or $100, whatever the entry <laughs> fee was. See, the great, the great Chuck Knoll, the Steelers coach, his famous quote, one of his famous quotes was, if you think about retirement, you're already retired. So maybe Big Ben is on that train. Maybe he was right. Well, Ben has been whispering about it for a couple of years, and he's been t- sort of teasing the media that, you know, maybe I'm not going to come back. I don't know. i got to think about it, all the rest of that. I don't think there's much to think about when he looks and talks to his accountant as his accountant's like, hey, big guy, you <laughs> You got $18.5 million laying around in a sack somewhere because it's got to go back to the team. And, the you know, the Steelers aren't going to forgive that. No, how, many no years, teams. how many years do you have left on his deal? He's got to play through 2019. Hmm. And, and here's the Steelers kicked this down the road. They got themselves into cap hell years <clears throat> ago. And one of the mechanisms they used to stay under the cap was they kept extending Roethlisberger and pushing money into the future. And basically, they would come back and he would play at a reduced salary and they would roll that into new signing bonus money that they could prorate. Well, now they're in a situation where they're prorated through another four seasons and he's coming to the end of the road. So, I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I don't think they would forgive it because he obviously can do the job. I just don't know if he wants to. We'll see. I, maybe we're making too much of this and Steelers bounce back and run off three or four straight wins because the Steelers have started badly before. And let's not forget, they're still 3-2. and two. And they're at the top of the division. They are. But do you think this is more of the clock is ticking or ran out on Tomlin as a coach? I mean, heck, they've only had what? Shoot, in my lifetime, they've only had two coaches, three coaches now. So they've had four in the last 63 years. It's my opinion that these coaches that come in that are fiery guys and, you know, really stir things up, I think there's a shelf life on those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, we talked about this with regard to Marvin Lewis, and, and you made an excellent point, Brandon, that in most instances, kind of 10 years, you've done what you can do at that point. Tomlin, Tomlin has been on the ropes before, and the Steelers have bounced back, and they've made a run. I would, from the outside looking in, say, yeah, it's probably time for a new voice in there. 
At the same time, and I don't know why I'm pivoting course this quickly, Bruce Arians has lost that team down in Arizona. And he's the same type guy. He's a fiery guy. He's cool. <laughs> you know, I'm one of you guys, whatever. But there's a shelf life on that. And the Bill Belichicks of the world that can do this forever, they're the exception to the rule. So is that the headline? I see what you did, Trent, there. That was pretty slick. So you're saying that Big Ben's time might have finally run out? Get it? The big clock in London? Nope, I didn't get it. I do now, and I'm not disappointed that I missed it the first time through. So anyway, Bruce Arians is another one of these cats. It's like the slick hair. What is that thing he wears, that derby thing? What is is that? He's rocking a Kango. That's his thing. He's the he actually has a deal with Kango now. He's but the Kango guy. He can pull it off, dude. I think. Does he think he's LL Cool J, bro? He is LL. He's well, he was out, LL baby. Cool J. You think he rocks that well? He was LL Cool J. Now he's like Fab Five Freddy. <laughs> I mean, he's falling off. Oh, and I that, see what you did there with the clock on his chin. Oh no, that's no, that, Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. <laughs> No, my bad jokes. I'll just trout them out there, man. I'm, I'm, I'm fearless that way. No, I think Bruce Arians has lost that squad out there. There's some coaches on the hot seat. Ben McAdoo, if he's not fired by the end of the day today, the Giants are, pff, Giants are a mess. Well, I mean, and then Carson Palmer out in Arizona. He seems like, he's younger than me, but he feels like he's 75. Carson Palmer has been around for a very, very long time. And they haven't been able to groom anybody behind it. And he went through this thing, I'm going to retire thing, too, just because well, he, he wanted to get out and all that stuff, and he sat Thanks out. Thanks for reminding me. He did. Yeah. And said, I'm out unless you trade me, and played chicken with Mike Brown. Ultimately, the Bengals got over on the, on the Raiders, sent him out there to Oakland. Nothing happened in Oakland, and they essentially gave him to Arizona. He's had this rebirth. Um, I've always been torn as a Bengal fan as to whether I'm happy for Carson or whether I'd just as soon he tears his knee up. You know, who knows? Yikes. Tom Coughlin in Jacksonville right now, the yeah. personnel director or the president or whatever, has got to be kind of loving this, that the Giants are such a train wreck. Because they oh, basically without a doubt. drove him Without a doubt. Town. And it's, it's funny because I've listened to a couple of interviews over Coughlin, with, with Coughlin over the last year or two. And he put a good face on it. He wasn't done. He wasn't ready to leave out of there. And for them to, you know, well, we're going to bring in the youth. We're going to bring in the new blood. And for Ben McAdoo to fall fall flat like this, I'm sure brings him some kind of uh, well, didn't he satisfaction. St- Coughlin started in Jacksonville, yes, right? He was the he was the original coach of the and Jaguars. Because remember, Dom Capers was over at Carolina. Yes, and they. And they had uh, they got basically given a good team, but Coughlin's always been steadily good in the league. He's never been really bad. I mean, I'll say the NFC that division that's been a historically tough division, and to get two Super Bowls out of that, that's Here's pretty the tight. the The question I have is, and you can't do this, but if you subtract the two Super Bowls from the careers of Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning, they're vid- very middling. But they won two Super Bowls, yeah. and both of them are going to Canton because of it. Exactly. So you know, Michael Strahan is a you know a titan in in American media right now because he got two Super Bowl rings while he was there in New York. Yep. You can't take that out of the out of the equation. Coughlin, if you look at the Giants, the Giants were just as apt to miss the playoffs for a couple years in a row as they were to get to and win a Super Bowl. Good for them. 
Coughlin got run out of there. People felt like, hey, you know, his time is up and, and it's time to move on. Probably a little buyer's remorse going on in New York right now. Oh, yeah. On the other hand, you look at the Jets, and that's interesting to me because the collective wisdom was these guys are going to tank and they're playing for Sam Darnold. Well, you know, the new sports book odds just came out. They have the exact same odds of winning as the Giants. They're even now. And who would have thought that going into the season? Nobody. Nobody. And that they're getting it done out there, I mean, yeah, their schedule's been weak. But the New York Jets are 3-2 and two and tied in a three-way tie for first place in their division with Buffalo and the New England Patriots. And Buffalo's the other one that they were making these weird trades and these moves right before the season. They're like, oh, they're tanking. Shoot, they're right there. Well, I and tell they you look what, good. Heck, ESPN had them as number three on their power ranking last week. Leslie Frazier has done a heck of a job <laughs> with that defense, and they've got just enough offense. Now, they rolled up into Cincinnati against the one and three Bengals this weekend, and the Bengals played good football, gave the Bills three turnovers, and that's what the Bills have hung their hat on is turning the football over. Cincinnati gives them three turnovers, still gets out of there with the win. A.J. Green had one of the more mercurial games ever <laughs> and went for 101, 191 yards, excuse me, receiving, but also dropped a ball that hit him in the chest that turned into an interception and fumbled a ball from behind at about the 10-yard line as the Bengals were going into score. So was directly responsible for two turnovers, put up 191 yards and a touchdown. So, yes, he had an outstanding day and a horrible day at the same time. But in the end, the Bengals were able to score late, win a ball game that uh, they really dominated all day. Yeah, speaking of so the Bengals, good for those Bengals. That's your, of, that's your Bengals update for the week. Speaking of the Bengals game, here you go, bro. I'm going to have to slide this over to you. I got five on it. Cash money. money. You were quick to take that. Yeah, cash money. You were quick to take that. Oh, he said, he said, I got five. I was like, done. Let's go. <laughs> he didn't even say the game. He's like, I'll take it. And now I got my lunch money. Uh, Ain't going to be much of a lunch. What, but what is gonna... that? Like a Mick Pick 2 or it's whatever? It's not even a that... sub anymore. No, man. It's like a, a Hardy's. All star box lunch they got with chicken sandwich, double How many, cheeseburger. I'm gonna KFC do it up. five dollar lunch. Yeah, they or got Taco that too. Bell. See, I got all kinds of cool Taco stuff Bell. I can do with five dollars. Can you get? Can you even get two wings at B Dubs for five dollars? No, you get you get a chewed up boneless wing and one traditional. Wow, no sauce. Wow, you know what? I probably can get most of. I can probably get most of a full size adult beverage at Libations, purveyors of. Fine wine and craft beer. Well, we work that in all kinds of different ways. You know what? Hey, we will be, and Sean, I know you can't be there because you're in rehearsals this weekend, but we will be at Libations hosting trivia on on Saturday. On Wednesday, my burrito's done. We will be hosting trivia on Wednesday. Your $5 burrito. Come out and hang with us. It's a good time. If you're in downtown Sanford, anywhere in the area, come by Libations. We'll kick it off at about 6.15. We have a great time. Yes, And if you can't make it to Libations on Wednesday, go out there any other kind of time because it's a cool place anyway. It is an awesome place, man. Give that $5 to an actor. I can eat off that for a week. Wow. (laughs) i tell you what, man. I had no idea. When they talk about starving artists, actors are... The legit starving artists. Like, you can an actor do just about anything for a meal. We're not starving. We're just smart. 
we, we just find our free meals when we can. I like that. I yes. like that. We'll talk about your upcoming show here in North Carolina right. here in just a minute. We will see you on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. This is Jared Jones. Kristen Lambert and Brandon Atkins always helped me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Trent Nichols, and Sean Powell, Esquire, are here hanging out with me. We're talking a little bit of sports. Uh, don't think there's any more cocaine and stripper talk coming down the pipe, but you never I know. I still miss you. Uh, well, there was. <laughs> so before we get any farther in this, this is our last segment on WDCC. WDCC listeners, if you want to follow us over to the internet, check us out. You can find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Dude, the, on 90.5, they play some dope jams on there. Yeah, they do. do. Ever, Bill Freeman rocking it. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God, man. Good music, man. Well, like, great music and a pretty good sports talk radio show. Or do I have that backwards? Is it pretty good music and a great sports talk radio show? I think you had it right the first time. Oh, well. <laughs> we do what we can do. We do what we can do. Um, I said we will be at Libations hosting trivia this Wednesday. That is October 11th. We do that every other week, and uh, it's a good time. Come on out. Uh, cool prizes. You might even pick up a uh, From the Cheap Seeds T-shirt there. And then Saturday, October 14th, I will be throwing balls at Brandon Atkins' face. So I am very much looking forward to that. We are hosting our wow. second dodgeball tournament. We will be at the Bobby e. Hale Center, better known as the Armory. Come on out. If you want to enter, all you need to do is email at us at cheapseatradio at gmail.com. That's cheapseatradio at gmail.com. All the information about the event is on our Facebook page. Facebook page. That is Cheap Seat Radio from the Cheap Seats. You can find it on Facebook. Invite your friends. Put a team of six together. It'll cost you 50 bucks. Every single nickel that comes in in registration fees is going to Alzheimer's research via the Rotary Coins for, All, Coins for Alzheimer's Research Trust. Great call. That's a mouthful. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings will not have a team, I'm told, but they will have food for the players, so that's cool. There'll be beverages out there, music. Tony Chilton will be emceeing the entire thing. be a great time, so come on out. I know, Sean, that you can't make it because you'll be in rehearsals because your life sucks. It's but 
What are you rehearsing for? What do we do? What do we got going? So on? at the Temple Theater, uh, our next show is Clue the Musical. So it, Clue is the second most popular board game in the world. Nice. Is Monopoly number one? I believe so. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it's a, it's gonna be a great show. Every performance there's gonna be a completely different ending. Um, there's 216 different possible endings to the play. So you can come every time and see a different show, which is kind of a cool deal. So the cool. audience will be choosing the ending mm-hmm. each show. Yeah, they uh, at the beginning of the show, there's three audience members. They'll pick the card just like you're playing the board game. Oh. And then from that card, we'll, it'll tell us what show to do for them. And what do you play? I play Mr. Body. So it's it's my mansion, and I get killed every night, which is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, that would be if I was an actor. I would just want to be typecast as the person that dies. Well, that's we <laughs> asked the same question uh, question of Maggie Champagne. Yeah, we did. How does it feel to see? I mean, I'm sure you've seen footage of yourself being killed before. How does that feel when you we're seeing that go down? Uh, it's it's a little bit weird, but it's also. I don't know. It's fun. I, I did. I did Sweeney Todd like, a couple years ago, and in in the show, I died four times in every performance because I was four different people. So I kept dying. So, what is your favorite way to die? The candlestick, the rope, a knife, a revolver, wrench, wrench. a wrench. Out of all those ways, what did we leave out? Lead pipe. Lead pipe. What should, what would be your favorite way? Your, if you had preference. to choose to be killed by one of those things, what I would it be? I think the candlestick is pretty elegant. Hmm. And everything else is pretty rough and violent. You know what? What's a lead pipe doing in a mansion, bro? There's plumbing issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's kind of bent. What does it have to be? I think we have a straight pipe in this production. I don't know. I don't know about the candlestick. <laughs> I think that uh, I'm going to play right over that one. Um, I'm still... Pretty much a wimp. I'm going to have to go with the revolver, dude. Just get it done quick. No. See, if somebody's going to kill me, I want them to kill me with... Uh, I think I'm going to go candlestick. Because I feel like if somebody was coming at me with a candlestick, I've got my best chance Yeah, but that's such a crime tables. of passion, though. Like, if I was that I mad at you... passion out of people. You know, and I loved you so much that we're eating. All of a sudden, I'm going to grab that candlestick and I'm going to pummel you to death wait a minute mm, did you say if you love me would you love me this much i miss you baby i would miss you after that <laughs> got so, killed in the library by six lines of cocaine <laughs> so clue the musical by jay cutler clue the musical it features sean powell as mr body that's right sort of the hugh hefner mm, yeah of the clue mansion and a cast of how many? I guess there's six suspects, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cast of eight, and we All have right. a live band for this production. Normally, oh, wow. at the Temple they have uh, track music, but this is a live orchestra, which okay. is really cool. That is cool. So there's Mr. Body, the six suspects, and who's the eighth performer? Uh, the detect. Sorry, the detective. And who's playing the detective? Morgan Piner. Very nice. It's been in a couple shows. It really is an all-star cast of a lot of favorites of throughout the years. Steve Moore, um, Tim Brosnan, Taylor Kraft. Steve Moore, whose most famous credit is one we're not allowed to talk about. That's true. That's I know. True. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You well, guys are looking at me crazy. I'll tell you during the break, but Steve Moore, people see him and are like, oh, my God, that's who that is. Uh, and he's not allowed to talk about it. It's wow. kind of funny. I can talk about it, though. Have hey, you done this show before? 
I've not done the show oh. before. Sean, what were you about to say? Are you, are you drinking a Pepsi Max? I, I should be drinking a Pepsi Max, shouldn't I? So if you've never done the show, you have no clue what you're getting into. He's, he's not following us along here. Oh, I, I, I the Pepsi Max, I actually had this in my in my car earlier and was driving at a very high rate of speed. I kind of, was, yeah. kind of scared somebody that was riding with me and yeah. managed to not spill my Pepsi Max. You know who I miss in NASCAR is Jeff Gordon. Oh man, Jeff Gordon NASCAR is just not the same. Just not the same. Just not the same. They I still don't that. get it. There's somebody at home that's like, I know what they're talking about exactly. now. Love you, Steve. There's and I hope day. we didn't get you in trouble costing royalty checks. <laughs> There's not a day that goes by that I don't miss Jeff Gordon you, in NASCAR. He's he he has no idea. No. But we're gonna we're gonna school him here during the break. Uh, so Steve Moore's in the show. Morgan Piner plays the detective. Taylor Craft is Miss Scarlet. Taylor Craft, one of my favorite actresses in the entire world. Tim Brosnan. I, is, I, uh, Tim Colonel Brosnan Mustard. is hysterical. Colonel Mustard? Yeah. yeah. I love Colonel Isn't Mustard. Isn't Brosnan like one of the most pimp names of all time? It really is. And if you if you meet Tim, he is... He lives he, up to that? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Tim has a very wry humor. He's but a good he's man. just he. You watch him and you're like, that is so cool. <laughs> so cool. So, when's the show open? Uh, we open October 19th and run through November 5th. Mm. How so, does one go about getting tickets for that show? Just uh, find Krista Lambert on the street. And <laughs> at Libations on Wednesday. They'll be doing well, trivia. I tell you what, we probably, probably will be giving some passes away as part of our trivia prizes. Okay, nice. But the way to get tickets for Clue is to call the Temple box office. Oh, that's, that's it. That's at 919-774-4155. That's 919 919-774- <laughs> Four one five five, or visit templeshows.com. Oh, I can get them online. You can get them online. You what absolutely can. What you, you cannot get is season tickets because season ticket sales have closed. Or, like he said, just cross the tracks over by that old abandoned uh, abandoned building where Chris will be hanging out on a mattress <laughs> with a with a barrel fire, handing out tickets on the street. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> That's Chris over there? <laughs> Only every once in a while, when things don't go well at the house. I don't know. <laughs> okay, guys, we got to move on. I miss you. We got to move on. Oh, my. Man, Jake Cutler just <laughs> ruined it live. <laughs> ruined it live, Jake man. Cutler has, more, has, has ruined more athletes' lives than Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> Poor Lamar Odom. I mean, right? If you're gonna go for a Kardashian, come on. Why Chloe? I don't get it. Kim's right there. But Chloe's not really a Kardashian. You know that, right? I didn't know that. No, I don't the, the rumor is that Chloe is OJ Simpson. OJ's child. You've never heard that. No. Yeah. I don't pay attention to this She's, mess, man. You know, proportionate. She's disproportionate yeah. to the rest of the kids. All the rest of that, but the rumor has been for years that that is OJ's kid. Do her gloves fit? I do. You need. She got some big old ham hocks, man. She, <laughs> she's got some big old claws. She's big old claws. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, but you've never heard that rumor before, dude. I don't watch any of that mess. So I'm a, I do the American Pickers, um, Bourdain, and a couple other shows, but I don't watch all that. If Crazy. you were a murderer in the musical Clue and you had to kill a Kardashian, which one would it be? And with what tool? 
don't know. Let me ask OJ. <laughs> He's not a murderer. Oh, oh, that's right. They had to acquit. That's right. Gloves didn't fit. <laughs> what are you? T- oh my god. <laughs> this might be the worst ever. This might be the worst ever. I swear that on the other side we're going to talk about sports again, but this is only quasi sports. Mike Pence shows up at. Oh, oh God. At what, a, El, yeah. what, what is the name? It's the, it's a, the oil. Lucas Lucas, Lucas Oil, oil Stadium. Lucas oil. And I've been there. Eight and Manning Day. In fact, do I have to tell you this? Lucas Oil is probably the coolest place I've ever been to see a football game. It's an amazing facility. I went to the very first preview. No game. way. Yeah. Did you little, sneak in? No, I bought a ticket. You sure? Because I've seen you everywhere you we go, Sean. Indianapolis. Everywhere we go, you climb on something, and I can see you like scaling, you know, some sort of retaining wall. No, I anyway, cheap seats. I will finish that thought on the other side. If you're listening on WBCC, follow us to the internet. You can find us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Check us out on Facebook at Cheap Seat Radio, Twitter, same place. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. It's the second hour, so you're either on WBLZ Media, which is kind of blowing up, or you're listening to us on the uh, internet. So, whichever. We appreciate it. Like, somebody goes, hey, what radio? Excuse me. It's media. Let me correct you real quick. Well, here's the thing. It's media. Well, let me clear that up for anybody that's confused. WBLZ Sports, which has been around for about a year now, uh, we've been rocking with these guys for about six months. Yep. The listenership continues to expand, but they decided it was time to roll out and add more original content. So they have enlisted a whole core, a whole battalion of writers and contributors now. So if you visit WBLZ Sports, not only do you have access to the live stream, which is all the radio shows and podcasts that make up WBLZ, but now you have the written contributions as well. So printing blog entries, uh, original articles, cool stuff. WBLZ, you know, taking over the world, man. Pretty cool stuff. So check it out, WBLZ Media. Uh, I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, the link to the website is still WBLZ Sports. But if you use one of those fancy web browsers, you'll find your way there pretty quickly. It's pretty easy. The internet? Yeah, the worldwide internets. Yes. Sweet. Did you guys hear that uh, AOL Instant Messenger is going off? That in December kind of broke my heart. What? That is the yeah AOL Instant Messenger. It's no more. They're taking it offline. Okay, I haven't used that since I was on my Commodore sixty four. <laughs> Which is but. why it's very ironic because they're surely 
can't be. I don't know, man. Maybe it's one of those hideouts for pedophiles. I don't know who's using AIM, which is, remember, that's what they called it, AIM. I don't know. Trent, here's the question. Here's the question. I'm sure that everybody here had their first email address on AOL. Mm-mm. No? Who did you have? I still got mine, son. I'm rocking Yahoo. <sighs> I got to get the party late then because Yahoo wasn't a thing all that way back. What was your first email address? I'm, I don't, I can't remember, to be honest with you. I see, I remember mine because everybody had like a cheesy email address at some point. Mine was T Hawk 422. T Hawk? Yeah, Tony Hawk. Nice. I I was a skateboarder back in the day. All right. You're ready for mine? Is it Jeff Gordon 27330? It's better than that. Mine was J Bravo two four seven. Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Such a. Never mind, dude. Does it? What cartoon character do I most look like? Chris, do you still check that email? I, you know what? I should. Yeah. I bet it's. Well, I'm sure it's still out there. So yeah, I'm checking it this evening. There's no telling what level of spam if, I've got in there. What if it was like Ned just tried to reach you by email, like? 20 years ago or No, but like what's that. more important is what if some Nigerian prince was trying to reach me to give me money and I missed it? <laughs> oh, Dude, what happens if your friends were stuck in London and they couldn't get out without $5,000? Oh, my God, I feel so bad. I've oh. got to get on and check. My first Hold email. On. Wait, you're in on this Nigerian thing too, bro? Yeah. <laughs> About to get paid. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Right. For, I mean, for right now, always. Done is taking money out of my account, but for what I understand, that's how he kind of starts this process. Well, what the, what they have to do, they have to verify that the account works okay so that they can make that big deposit. Right. So you got the, you got this coming too. I can't believe this. The prince told me that I was the only one. So you're in on this too, dude. He, he must have loads of cash to send over. That must be what it is. You guys are going to be retired. I know. Quickly. I know, right? Got that Nigerian prince money coming in. See, my first email was kind of lame. It was a, uh, it was a tribute to my idol. It was Groucho eight nineteen seventy seven. I knew you had one. Yeah, Groucho Marx is your idol. And his, and his day that he died, because I was always mad because Elvis died like two days before Groucho Marx, and nobody gives Groucho any love, but they everyone remembers. Elvis. So mine was Groucho eight nineteen seventy seven. Wait, Elvis is dead? I thought he was just yeah on a plane. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold this, up! I I'm speechless. Okay, here's what just went down. <laughs> give, it, give him the play by play because that's like for Trent, real. I had no idea. Dude, Trent <laughs> tells a story about Groucho Marl, uh, Groucho Marx. Gives us his whole background. Then lifts up his sleeve. He's got a Groucho Marx tattoo on his shoulder. With a cigar. And I'm telling you, the, when you first pulled it up, I thought it was like the Pet Boys logo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Groucho. It's legit Groucho Marx. Yeah. No, I was, uh, he was definitely, when I was uh, in high school and that, I was a huge Three Stooges fan. And my parents were like, well, why don't you watch Animal Crackers? It's, it's a funny, you know, comedian's. After that, Groucho marks everything. He is. That's funny because I liked Harpo. Not really. I don't even know who Harpo Marx is. 
Was he the one that was he the silent one? Harpo never talked. Yes. Okay. How many other Marx brothers were there? Uh there was four. There was four. Yeah, total. But Groucho, Chico, and uh Curly. <laughs> no, that was the three stooges. And oh, Harpo sorry. were the main Marx brothers. Who's the fourth one? Gummo, but he was the attractive brother that did just singing and got the the girl in the movies. Gotcha. Now, were the Marx brothers kin to one another at all, for real? They were all literally, they were legitly brothers that started, uh, they lived in New York, and they started in vaudeville and toured around and did stage shows and ended up making movies. And, you know, kind of like the Robin Williams of our day, they, the script writers, threw their arms up because they ad-libbed and did their own thing and it took forever to make the movies. But they were such perfectionists that they would do, at the old movie theaters, in between movies, they would do these different bits and work them five, six, seven times a day and whatever was the funniest, that's what they would use when they went back and filmed it. They, They had everything, it was crazy. Sean, is there anything that drives you crazier? than an actor that throws lines and ad-libs? Um, no, not really. I mean, <laughs> That's the one thing in the world that sets you off. I guess when people aren't just paying attention. Really? I, I, I'm fine with somebody who is, you know, fun and improv and in the moment and whatnot, but when you have somebody who is just doesn't care, that's you can't do anything with that. What's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you on stage? Um... I've missed a lot of, like, I've messed up a lot of words yeah. in my life. I still do all the time. Um, well, the thing with live theater is that in the moment, and this is something I didn't realize until I started working in theater, a lot of times nobody knows but you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> it's like everyone that. else on stage knows, but they tell you that nobody else knows but you, so you just got to go with it. But it's still totally, it ruins, when you mess up, you're thinking about that. Yeah. You know, so it almost actually is like a downward spiral after that. Yeah, you, you've, it's just like a pitcher. I mean, you, you have to learn to forget the, the last home run. Otherwise, then you have back-to-back home runs. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, there, I've missed some entrances before. Like, I've been sitting down in the dressing room, and I hear like, oh, I'm supposed to be on stage right now. Oops. Um, so that, that's happened before. Were you talking to a girl? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's good being, uh, you know, a male in theater. That's All right, why, guys. We need to be honest. That's really why you're doing it, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. There's no love of the craft. It's to get girls. Well, I mean, it's like they say. No guy ever started a band for any other reason than to get girls. What if Sean, like, pulled up his sleeve and he had a tattoo of Hugh Hefner or something <laughs> like that? Right. That'd be bomb, right? I think it would be of Axl Rose. I don't know why. If you had, if you pulled your sleeve up and you could wish there was a tattoo there, who would it be? Besides Groucho Marx. Because <laughs> it's taken. <laughs> My next one was going to be Jack Nicholson, just so you know. I'd, I'd, I'd have a, a tattoo of Steve Martin. Really? Yeah, with a banjo. Okay. Oh, there you go. See, you guys don't realize this dude plays like 75 different instruments. Oh, Would he have the arrow in his head? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's also a pitcher because we've seen him in his throwing action before, right? Trent Nichols. Brandon is about to tell a story. I, I was a catcher. And I asked him, please don't embarrass our guest when he comes on the air. So what happened? And he said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to. And I was like, okay. 
<laughs> okay, you tell it. Yeah, go, go ahead, Sean. It's your story. All right, so we're playing golf, and uh, it's a par three. And you know how it always looks shorter than it actually is. And I was like, I bet I could throw the golf ball uh, onto the green. You don't here. ever say around Brandon, I, I bet I could anything, because <laughs> the next thing is wallets are coming out. Yeah, so uh, I, I threw the golf ball, and I think it went straight into the ground. Well, the reaction was Chris is going, oh, no, the heck, you ain't throwing it up there. And you're like, man, you shrugged them off. You said, dude, I used to play baseball, son. <laughs> he grabbed this golf ball, and he throws it with all of his might, and it goes down in this ditch about 50 yards away. 50 yards, about 50 feet. No. You know, my hands are so big. That tiny golf oh, ball. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it is. So your hands were too big, and that's why... It slows slowed your arm but, strength but down. Let's, yeah. let's not pretend. Let's not pretend that. So then I tried. A, I tried a second time. Yes. So he felt like he was going to redeem himself. And at this point, you know how Mr. Atkins and I are. Yeah. We're falling out. I can't even see straight. <laughs> well, what's hilarious? And he tries it again. And I hurt my back. Ah, and it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you hurt your back. <laughs> but the thing you need to know is that. Sean was straight housing us. We were playing. He was. He was getting us that day. He was getting us. And Chris DeLambert side hustled this dude into throwing his back out, trying to throw a golf ball up on a par three. And he was never the same. No. And by the time we got, he was only playing the front because you actually had to get to rehearsal that morning. So he's only playing the front with us. By the time we got to number nine, his game has completely gone. So he steps up onto the ninth tee box. Brandon and I hit our tee shots. Sean gets up because he's dying by now, so he's hitting last. Hits his first ball up onto the road. You hear cars going, <laughs> Gets a second ball out. Bam! Slices it up onto the road, and he turns, and Brandon and I are standing directly behind him, and he reaches to throw his club forward, and instead his gigantic hands, I guess, keep hold of the club, and instead of throwing it down the fairway, he actually throws it almost directly behind him, and it goes whistling by us. Yeah, it was like he almost had a second thought, and that thing, talk about what to be killed with. A candlestick? (laughs) A candlestick is nothing. Like, a a five iron whistling by your face. That's oh, not it how I iron. It, was, it, it was his driver. It was a driver? Okay. And it, it goes whistling by, and we can't even speak. We're just laughing, and we're in that. At this point, it's not even really funny anymore. It's sad. <laughs> it was. So we're not, we're not clowning him. We're just looking at each other, and we're dying and spitting on each other, trying to keep from laughing. And he's like, I'm not going to finish. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah, go ahead and done. go. Yeah. It was funny because we were playing for skins and we were like tallying everything. Of course, Sean throws his back out and he's down. And he's we get up to the clubhouse. He's just riding at that point. <laughs> and he's he took like, the okay. snowman. He's like, man, okay, what do you owe us? And me and Chris are all somber. Like, we feel bad by that point. We're like, nah, don't worry. That's nah, cool, man. Uh, we'll just go do it again next time. Well, I almost died get your back at, checked the, out. Uh, at the Temple Golf Tournament. Dude, this guy. So we're playing a Temple tournament. He's playing in a foursome with me in the afternoon. And I'm playing with uh, David Morse. And I don't remember who else was playing with us. 
But we get out, and I said earlier, Sean is a climber. You can't go anywhere with him, and this dude's like monkey boy. He's like, oh, i got to climb, dude, whatever the highest point is. And you remember we were out on the golf course one time, and there's something crazy going on in the trees. And we're like, what is that? Is it a predator? Is it a ghost? What's going on? And there's like limbs just falling randomly. And I'm like, is there some sort of snow gorilla in the trees on the loose? Yeti. And this guy's like, I gotta go see. And he wanders over there. But anyway, we're at the Temple Golf Tournament. We're out at Tobacco Road. And you know they have these these random like mountains on the sides of the of the fairway. We get out there, and Sean has to climb to the top of one of these. I was looking for one of the guy's balls. Sure, you were. <laughs> he hits first, and as we're down there and we're talking about the shots, he goes off and is off on his own, and he's off on the side of the fairway. I will finish on the other side. I promise it's worth the wait. You're listening to all of us talk about nonsense. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Kristen Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, Sean Powell, and a secret mystery guest has arrived. I can't wait for her to get on the microphone because she's pretty awesome. So to wrap up this story before we get to the phone calls, Sean climbs up this hill and he's, I don't know, 20, 25 feet above us. David Morris lines up with an iron in his hand and he yanks this iron out to the left and he crushed it. And this thing, we all collectively, all at one time, four, and Sean, who's looking out away, just ducks. And I swear to you, this ball went right where his head had been. And I'm, I honestly believe all nonsense. I, I think it would have killed him. Sean, um, it was, so it was mean, like one of those moments. It was like, oh my god! And it literally, he ducked about a foot. And that ball went right where his head had been, and it wouldn't. It would not have ended well. So, if I'm hearing correctly, if Sean is in a horror flick, he's the first one that dies because he sees something. He's like, "Oh, let me go investigate this." Well, if Sean's in a horror around. flick, everybody else can relax a little bit oh, no, because no, no, no. Sean's the one that's going to get killed. I would. I would be the last. I, I would win because for one, I'm not a beautiful woman in heels. She always dies. True. And then that always sucks about horror flicks too. I know, right? Why? Yeah. Come on, man. Sorry. Kill the guy climbing the tree. <laughs> Don't kill the beautiful yeah, right. woman. Jeez. Uh, let's get in. Let's 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 make a horror flick. Let's do it. I know someone who's in one right now. Maggie oh, yeah. Champagne. Yeah, right. We could bring her down. Oh she, my god. She awesome. was in uh, London with the premiere for her new movie, and Chucky opened up. That was the big movie premiere yep. there. Did you so, guys know there's a new Chucky movie? 
No. Is yes. Chucky 35? <laughs> no, they're like is, legit is, is a, a... Is Chucky 35 years old? Isn't it? No. No, <laughs> but that would be scary. See, he's being silly with the Chucky 35. There really is a new Chucky movie. Yeah. All right. Before we go any farther, here's Sean and Basilios. On the phone with me, the editor of the Pendleton Times in Franklin, West Virginia, Sean Stinson. What's happening, Sean? What's going on, my man, Chris? You hope you guys are doing well down there in North Kekalaki. We're doing well, man. We're doing well. The Panthers are looking good. The Bengals won today. Uh, it's beautiful. Everything is wonderful. Uh, I, I will take your word on the Bengals. Uh, come on now. Uh, you know I have to give you grief about that one. Look now, every Buffalo, time, every time Buffalo I can't wound up. Buffalo wound up in our top five in the power rankings last week. So don't try to take away an important win. And I'm going to tell everybody out there playing fantasy football, you better start taking that Cincinnati defense. Vontaze Burfick's got those boys playing. They made Buffalo look pretty bad, even spotted them three turnovers and still got the W. So there you go. Uh, again, who's the uh, Buffalo quarterback? Tyrod Taylor, man. Human exactly human. my point. Let's not, let's, not, let's not go bragging on that defense quite yet. All right. I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm giving fair warning. they got a bye week to work out this new offense with Bill Laser at the helm. I'm excited about what Cincinnati can do. And on the other side, you got Carolina. Carolina looking like uh, one of the best two or three teams in the NFC right now. They started slow, got a couple W's. They might not have even uh, might not have even deserved, but now they're looking like world beaters. So uh, exciting times football-wise for teams named after cats. Uh, I, I'll, I will give you that because uh, just to kind of roll in, quick little uh, segue. Uh, I will actually put the Carolina Panthers this week at number three for, exactly, for the reasons why you talked about is, again, they seem to be winning games that they're, you don't think they're supposed to win. They're winning. They're playing very well right now. Uh, Cam seems like the Cam of old uh, and his wide receivers, Kelvin Benjamin and uh, um, uh, Funchett, telling you, those two guys, you know, 6'4", 6'5", my gosh, those are guys are big targets and playing well. Number two, I'm going to stick with Green Bay Packers. Go into Big D, pull out the big victory. That's impressive. You got to like what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. And sticking at number one, got to stay with the undefeated team, the Kansas City Chiefs. They are playing uh, as well as anybody. Obviously, they're undefeated, but my goodness, Alex Smith. Uh, this is the guy that everybody thought he was going to be when he was drafted number one. He's playing like it right now, my friend. Well, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know if it's Pat Mahomes being behind him. I don't know if it's just, you know, he's finally hit his stride with Andy Reid's offense. But Alex Smith, if you'd have told me he'd have been in the in the legitimate conversation as an MVP five weeks into the season, you know, I'd, I'd have bet everything against you. That Kansas City team, the one concern I have with those guys is, it, you know, it's all about who's hot going into the postseason. And I hope that Kansas City's not playing their best football now and, you know, 12 or 13 weeks into the season starts to sputter. But that Kansas City team looks as close to unbeatable as anybody we've seen not called the New England Patriots in the last few years. That's a, that's a good ball club there in Kansas City. It, it is a good ball club. Uh, I'm going to say, obviously, they got dinged up. You're losing Eric Berry. You're gonna, your secondary isn't as good as it could be. Uh, I think right now they're just doing a lot of things. And plus, in the division, you got Oakland and ended up losing losing uh, Derek Carr for a couple of weeks. Like I said, everything that can go right for them is going right for them right now. 
but they still have Denver. By the time Oakland gets back around there, Carr might be ready. It's going to be it, there's going to be a dogfight for him. But right now, Kansas City's playing as well as anybody. Gotcha, man. It's hard to disagree with anything you said. UK with a big win this weekend. Uh, a little tighter than it should have been, but yes, it was a nice win to, to move to improve to five and one. One I more win, bowl eligible. All I wanted to do was give you a chance to say UK five and one and bowl eligible. Close, we're close. We got one more. We got to get one more win, and we're going to be bowl eligible. And mm, hearing some things, maybe they go to the Belk Bowl this year, which means I'm heading back to North Kakalaki. Got to got to see that game. I will meet you there. You can count on it. On the phone with me, Vasilios Nikolaou, host of the Extra Points, and uh. Take 30 seconds, man. You got a new project you're working on, right? I do. I do. I have a, a very good new project I'm working on. It's called Fourth Down Media, taking uh, pictures of the local sports teams here, starting with the Washington Redskins. Uh, Going to be moving on to the NBA, taking on the Washington Wizards a little bit later on this year. It's going to be a real blast. And, of course, I'm going to be taking on their uh, their opponents as well. So I'm going to try not to keep it vanilla, but it's going to be a very, very cool thing to do. That's exciting stuff. You guys, you got a Facebook page with uh, with the Fourth Down Media. I do, I do. You guys can go and check that out on Fourth Down Media uh, on Facebook. I have two folders up there right now. One of the Green Bay Packers visiting the Washington Redskins from about a couple of months ago, and then I also have uh, from a month ago the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the Washington Redskins. So if you want some good glamour shots of Carson Wentz. Kirk Cousins, Jameson Crowder, all of your favorite players, they're there under those under those folders. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Sounds cool. And I uh, hope everybody heads over there to uh, like the page and uh, see what you got going on. So, yeah, you, I appreciate it. Your, your power rankings, man, what do you got going on? All right. So, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs yet again. Because even in this game where against the Houston Texans on Sunday night, Kareem Hunt not able to to get you know really going like we've seen him in previous games, but Alex Smith, the quote unquote game manager quarterback we've all come to know, has been taking it upon himself to pick up the slack. We've seen him escape from the pocket several times in this game against Houston, and make the plays to extend the drives on third down. It's really getting to the point where it's spectacular. I mean this this team, I've never I never thought I'd see a Kansas City Chiefs team be the number one in power rankings, not just ours, not just ours, but several, several professionals in the from NFL.com, ESPN, but ours as well. So I'm going to keep the Kansas City Chiefs at my number one there. Number two, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm throw a little bit of a wild card in here, just like I did last week, throwing the Houston Texans in there. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles this week because – Carson Wentz is playing out of his mind. And then, of course, at number three, because of the big win against the Dallas Cowboys this week from uh, with 35 to 28, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stick the Green Bay Packers, led by the surefire Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, that is, Aaron Rodgers. I almost feel like Aaron Rodgers is good enough that we should call him by one name, you know, like Madonna or Shaq. You know, it's just Rogers. He's the goat. But I can't. Oh, I'm just gonna call him A.A. Ron, man. There, there you go, A.A. Ron. I, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what. I I'm I'm loving your picks, except that I find it hard to believe that there's two teams better in the NFC than the Carolina Panthers right now. 
But we'll see what the rest of our contributors have to say, man. Good luck with the photography. Everybody roll on out there, fourth down media, and check that out. And uh, thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, Chris. See you. All right, thanks, Sean Stinson, Basilios, and Nicolau. You guys should check that out, 4th Down Media. Basilios taking some cool shots, man. It's cool. Hey, know, before we get into the sports. breaks. What's that? Actual sports. Yeah, we were I joking. I, 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 don't know what the, I don't know what's happened here. Um, I do want to say, before we get into this next break, Mike Pence, I started this a little while ago, showed up in Indianapolis for the uh, 49ers-Colts game at Lucas Oil Stadium and left – after the national anthem, because twenty-three San Francisco 49er players knelt during the national anthem. You sure it wasn't because it was just horrible football? Let me let me let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, first of all, yeah, come on, dude. If you're a football fan, you'd be like, Yeah, whatever, I'll make a statement afterwards. That's the most contrived thing I've ever heard of. And if Mike Pence didn't know ahead of time, our national intelligence agencies really suck. The 49ers are the ones that started this whole protest and national anthem. Half the team has been kneeling for weeks. So I find it very difficult to believe that Mike Pence was so appalled and shocked that he went. This was contrived. It was staged. Whatever. How do you feel about it, baby? But doesn't he have a right to protest, too? Just think about that for a second. Sure. Who's nickel paid for him to be at the game is what I want to know. We'll see you on the other side. we got about a half hour left. Hang in there with us. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Breaking news. It won't be breaking by the time you hear this, but Chris Forster, the (laughs) aforementioned coach. I still miss you. Of the Miami Dolphins offensive line has resigned. Mm. He quit. Because nothing says I love you like doing lines. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I will I will tell you that as long as Jake Cutler is still there, the problem's not solved. Whoever's coming in behind, first stop was cocaine. God knows what the next guy's going to be into. Can can I'm going to th- switch gears for just a second. I don't want to take you too much off the topic, but can we talk <laughs> Panthers? Speaking of bad judgment, can we talk Panthers for just one second? Sure. Can I give you a number? Yeah. One, Is it your number? 1.1666667 yards per carry. Is that good or bad in your estimation? 
It depends. If you're nursing a lead and it's just enough to get out of Detroit with a win. How about this? Jonathan Stewart has 18 carries for 21 yards. That's not good. Um, <laughs> I just don't understand when you are at, you're up 27 to 10 on Detroit. You're doing anything and everything that you want to, and you switch back to first and second down, running Jonathan Stewart up the middle. I just don't get it. Can y'all explain that to me? Or am I the only I mean, one that cares? I can explain it. You're not going to like it. It's that old school mentality that we're going to take the air out of the ball. We're going to run clock. You know, we're up 17. We have confidence in our defense. So we're just going to run it out of here and, uh, and grind it out. And they committed to the run. I know that you were seething when it went down. But, uh, you know, in the end, they escaped. And the Panthers are 4-1. And, one. and by my reckoning, my reckoning, the Panthers are number two in this week's power rankings. Well, and Funches, touchdown, Funches, touchdown, Kevin Benjamin, touchdown, McCaffrey, touchdown, Jonathan Stewart, one yard. I mean, look, man, I, I'm not, I'm not defending it. <laughs> Where did he go to college anyway? He went to the University of Oregon, <laughs> as well as Ed Dixon. Oh, uh, okay. You know, I, I think on the Super Bowl team, the Panthers, 11% of their roster was people that were either from Oregon or they, they played at Oregon or Oregon State. Well, there's a fun fact. I like that. Yeah. Sorry, I appreciate you letting me get off my chest. No, I'm down. And, and you know, the Panthers, though, the Panthers, you know, with that one aberration against the Saints where the Saints came in and destroyed them, uh, Panthers playing pretty good football. Okay. And I'm going to put them at number two. I've got the Chiefs number one, just like the rest of the Western world. I'm going to put the Panthers at number two, and I've got Green Bay at three. What's your top three in the NFL right now? The same, except I put the Falcons, just because they had a bye week. Let's not forget about those guys. Falcons, then the Panthers. So Chiefs, Falcons, Panthers. Sean Powell. I'm I'm the same with you, Chris. I, I, Chiefs by far look like the most complete team. Yeah, for they're they're firing on all cylinders. And the Panthers, they're finally figured out, you know, they forgot about last year. And uh, Green Bay, I mean, Aaron Rodgers finally is looking like Aaron Rodgers again. That was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've been joined in studio by the beautiful and talented Greta Zanstra, (laughs) who is, among other things, the director of Clue, which is sure to be... A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Is is that why Sean does first? Is because you're directing it? Yes, that's right. I want to kill him off. And the whole, like, uh, almost died at the golf tournament, he was supposed to for real die. I didn't pay that guy when he missed. Oh. (laughs) Just a sad story. (laughs) Killed with a titleist. I do want to know because I have all the confidence in the world when you're involved in a show that it's going to be awesome. I think that's right. But here is the question. Uh-huh. Which is better, Clue from the Cheap Seats? Well, like I said, I can't say I've ever actually listened to From the Cheap Seats, but I, um, I, I probably this. You've never listened? No, sir. Oh, my God. I mean, I listened to a minute or two, and then it's, I, I don't even know what you're talking Greta, about. Sometimes like you guys were just talking about top teams, and I thought, please don't ask me because I literally can't think of three teams that I'm positive play football. Some some things you shouldn't be honest about. Though, oh, okay, sorry. I mean, you should. It's like telling your significant other 
how he or she looks in those new jeans. You want to go ahead and say, oh, awesome, honey. Listen, no. But here's the thing. If you are in the fitting room area before I purchase them, and I'm like, do these look good? If they don't, tell me. Oh, I ain't going there, man. Look, you guys are different than me because if my significant other doesn't look good in any pair of jeans, I just find a new significant other. Well, that does seem right. That's the easiest. Right? Doesn't that seem the rational way to go? Lots and I don't have to worry because my significant other will listen to the show, but she's only going to go about 45 minutes in, and then she's like, all right, I'm done with you guys. Right. Talking too much sports. Mm-hmm. She right. thinks you're a cad anyway. I, yes, she does. <laughs> Trent wants to weigh in from the engineering booth with his top three, and he's got the Chiefs, Packers, Panthers, so that's almost that's like consensus. I mean, let's not be victims of the moment here. Everybody saw Green Bay come back on Dallas – and what I am seeing, like, everyone is creating this new category for Aaron Rodgers. You know, it doesn't he doesn't play by the same rules as even Peyton Manning. He's got one Super Bowl. Let's not go bananas, okay? He came back on Dallas. They've lost three games this year. Let's not go nuts and name the next Joe Montana. Okay, you were watching what happened where he went 75 yards in 62 minutes. And here's the thing, 62 seconds. Here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has become that guy when he's faced with a situation like this that everybody just knows that's what's going to go down. Now, does that need to translate into doing that in the postseason a couple more times? Absolutely. But Aaron Rodgers right now is playing football at a level that nobody else is. Tom Brady's not. And who's the next best quarterback in football? Because if I'm putting together a squad to go out and beat your 11 with my 11, Aaron Rodgers is my guy. Do you dispute that? No, I don't. But, I mean, just because he's – I mean, he's been good for a long time, but I just – Stephen A. Smith was saying last night, he is the best talent – he got real specific. The best talent at QB ever in this moment – like we've never defined another quarterback like that, because I would be I would argue that Peyton Manning, except with his legs, does I think a lot at easily oh, as much intelligent stop, stuff. Stop! 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 Yeah, no doubt. Okay, well, why are we? But trying when to you take the legs <laughs> and you add it to what? Because what can Peyton Manning do with his arm that Aaron Rodgers can't? Nothing. No, I'm just. Do so you then you add the legs and the mobility my, into the equation. You're missing my point. You're missing – you're saying – How many every, Super Bowls did Peyton Manning win? Two. Okay. How long did it take him to get his second one? Who cares? Uh, no, my point is Aaron Rodgers got plenty of good football ahead of him. So if Aaron Rodgers wins another one, he's caught Peyton Manning, who is looked at as, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. I just got a little – Minus perhaps Tom Brady. And nobody's going to catch Brady ever. Maybe it's a me thing. I just have a little Aaron Rodgers fatigue. Everybody just slobbers over this guy. Like I think that you're uh, jealous of his relationship with Olivia Munn. I'm not jealous. Even though they've broken up. <laughs> so I, I think you know. Aaron and Peyton both make pretty good commercials. Well, here's what I'll tell yep. you about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, I believe, Tom Corker has announced that he is not running for re-election in the state of Tennessee. I predict fearlessly right here today, Peyton Manning will be running for that seat. Hmm. It's my prediction. I thought for a long time Peyton Manning was going to try to be governor, but who really wants to be governor of anywhere? Mm-hmm. 
The governor really didn't do anything. Senate, that's where it's at, and that's where people go to get ready to be president. So Peyton Manning, I think, is going to run for the Senate in Tennessee. You heard it here first. All governors or maybe do, not. All governors do is make up stupid bathroom laws and stuff. Well, that's uh, one of the things that they do. You know, if I got if I got rid of the the Packers from top three, I'd probably replace it with the Eagles. Well, Carson, a, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz is doing his thing. I feel like you're just making names up now. <laughs> what kind of costumes do they have, what Sean? What kind of costumes? All right, so I do have to say all right, one thing, first of all. The University of Mississippi, Old Miss, which for everyone will always be the Rebels. Land Sharks. Now they are the Land Sharks. Brandon Atkins. What mascot is Land Shark replacing? It's the Rebels, right? No. What is it? They have been the old Rebels for, for seven years. It's just, yeah, it, was, uh, they have, it was a bear. It was the Black Bears. Black Bears. Oh. It was the old Miss Black Bears. Oh. And the fact that they're changing it to Land Sharks is funniest because nobody ever, 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 ever referred to them as the old Miss Black Bears. So now they cannot refer to them as Land Sharks. Well, they're, they're still going to be the Rebels, but they're, but the Land Shark is going to be like the mascot. Yeah, because Colonel Reb's not allowed on campus. Oh, See, I always wanted it to be Admiral Akbar from Star Wars. Because, you know, that Admiral Akbar, awesome. he's the leader of the Rebel Alliance. It's perfect for any football. Like, if, if any time the opposing team runs, like, a reverse, You're a nerd. All, of the, uh, all of the people in the crowds can be like, it's a trap. You're a nerd. Just saying. I, I dig Star Wars. I dig Star Wars, and too. And nobody man. likes you. It's a trap. So what's next? Are they going to change the UNLV running rebels to the what, what's more sensitive? What do we need to change? The running Akbars, of course. The, no, because see, Akbar by itself that, that could be misconstrued kind of as racist against kind of Middle Eastern. So Maybe the, I don't know the sitting down rebels. The that way they're not so active. Rebels. Well, I mean, fish aliens everywhere could take offense if you name them the General Akbar. Because so, you know you just almost can't do anything without. He was an, he was an admiral. Maybe oh, the title bad. should be fish aliens because that's a pretty awesome. It's kind of you know up. mascot to be like fish aliens. I don't think that I don't <laughs> think that Sean because he's not wearing headphones understands how hot that mic is and that oh. everybody just heard him first unscrew the cap then take a big old gulp of soda. This segment kind of is broke. This segment is brought to you by Coca-Cola. No, by no. Pepsi Max. And Pepsi we still Max. haven't showed you what we're talking about. Okay. All right. Me. So, Greta, I do yeah. have to tell you this. Okay. That you are very – you remind me very much of someone. Oh, do you? We have a regular contributor to the show. You would know if you listen to the show who's mm. named Denise Galloway. She sounds oh, amazingly like I love like her, man. <laughs> and she was unable to call last night with her picks. So, I'm hoping that in her stead, you can step up to the plate. Try to do your best, Denise Galloway, okay? Okay. Well, she doesn't know who Denise Galloway is. What are you talking about, dude? Oh. Whatever are you talking about? Okay. Awkward No, I'm talking Brandon is. Brandon is. He just kind of didn't go anywhere with that. Oh, okay. Uh So. I'd like to know your feelings on this upcoming week of college football. Okay. But I've got to actually get to a schedule so that I can give you games to pick. So this is what makes good radio. Mm-hmm. Before he asks the question, he actually has to get on his phone and find out what he's going to ask you first. Oh. Yeah. So can you guys just say something entertaining into I the mic? Uh, you got improv. 
<laughs> you all are actually like madly looking for statistics and stuff. And I, I feel like my brain is relieved from the stress of having that information. This yeah. guy over here, 11% of this, I'm like, I'm using 100% of my brain for other things. So, you know, that's why I'm ruling the world, basically. He's actually, Are you ruling the world? I didn't, I didn't know. It's, it was it's a step-by-step process. All right, all right, I all think right, Sean right. was just double-checking to make sure Akbar wasn't an admiral. He wasn't quite <laughs> sure, and he was online trying to check that out. <laughs> okay, so the first game that I have for you, uh-huh. Georgia Tech, who's 3-1, and one, okay. is visiting the Miami Hurricanes, who are just on the cusp of cracking the top ten. They're at 4-0. and oh. They're starting to make a play. They're coming off a big win at Florida State this weekend. Wait a minute. Is Miami not in Florida? This is Miami of Florida, yes. Okay, okay, okay. There yeah. is more than one institute of higher of higher education in the state of Florida. That is surprising. Okay. So Georgia Tech visits Miami. Who do you have right. in that game? Um, I'm guessing Georgia Tech. Rambling Wreck? Is that what they are? Oh, yeah. my God! No! The Rambling Wreck! We'll get two more on the other side. Oh, my God! She pulled that out. I love you. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I got to say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, so Greta, I'm not going to lie. We didn't expect you to, to have any insight. The fact that you just <laughs> knew that they called the Ramble Record Georgia Tech, that's enough. And you've got Georgia Tech over Miami. I love that. I'm going to have you two two more games real quick. All right. First of all, the Thursday night game is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Carolina Panthers. All right. What do you got? Um, well, I've... Um, it's not, we're in North Carolina. I feel like I'm supposed to pull for Panthers, so Panthers it is. All right, so we got the Panthers over the Eagles, and that mm-hmm. is a really, really, really like mammoth matchup in the AFC early on. Oh, he said Eagles. Like, that's a real thing. Yeah. Okay, got it. It is, yeah, so it is a real thing. And I want to know, this is a game that, that intrigues me. The Los Angeles Rams visit the Jacksonville Jaguars Sunday afternoon. That's the thing. I feel like you just made those teams up. I've <laughs> literally never heard either the of Los them. The Los Angeles Rams. Okay, I've heard of Los Angeles. That's well, good. and yeah. that's interesting because the Rams just moved back there this year. They Where were the St. Louis Rams All right. after they were the L.A. Rams, but I don't want your head to explode. Yeah, that's a lot. And the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a big win against Pittsburgh this week. Well, weekend. Jacksonville Jaguars is a kind of hip name. I'll go with that. You them. like that alliteration. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, cool. I'm glad they're not the Jaguars because that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> we 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 live in the ridiculous here. <laughs> we All do. right, we're we'll be back. Maybe we'll get another pick or two. But in the interim, we need to get our soccer fixed. The U.S. men's team coming off a big 
big win against Panama this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, let's see what Trent's got back there. Roll that tape. That's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. Well, it's a long ball through. Oh, my God. with the illustrious Major James Perry, who's got to be standing extra tall after the U.S. men's national team blasted Panama Friday night and uh, moved one step closer to World Cup qualification. What's going on, James? Hey, listen, I am so excited right now. I'm so amped. I jumped on tables. I flipped tables over. I drop kick a giraffe. I've been amped since the day the U.S. destroyed and dismantled Panama. And I mean destroyed and dismantled. With Pulisic, Wood, Yedlin, and Josie Altidore making the attacks, it was over the top and it was disgusting. The fact that we have a kid from Hersey, Pennsylvania, coming out and dismantling national teams is astounding. And it actually speaks to what we've done at this point with our youth allowing them to go and play in Germany, going to play in the Mexican leagues, going to play elsewhere outside of the U.S. shows the fact that we can and we will create wonderful and amazing talent. Now, before everyone gets their, gets their, their, their stuff ahead too far, I want you to remember this. There's three ways we can qualify. First way is a simple way. We play the so-called Warriors in Trinidad and Tobago, and we beat them, period, and we're automatically in. If we draw against TNT, Honduras and Panama do not make up the goal difference, Panama being nine versus Costa Rica and Honduras scoring three versus Mexico, which I highly doubt happens, we will make it. If the U.S. lose to Trinidad and Tobago, Honduras draw or lose versus El Tri, we, then Panama lose versus Costa Rica, then we can make it in. What I want you to keep in mind is our record versus Trinidad and Tobago is 25 matches total. 18 games we've won, four we've drawn, three we have lost. With a 72% win average, we can pull this out. We can qualify for Russia, and we can go beat people up in Russia. All right, two things. Where is the Trinidad and Tobago game? So the U.S. Trinidad and Tobago game is an untold Boulogne stadium in Cuba. This is a home game for Trinidad and Tobago. All right. Now, you know, anytime the U.S. goes on the, on the road in a meaningful game down to these little Caribbean nations, any kind of craziness can happen. I'd feel a lot better about the game if it were, if it were at home. But it sounds as though the U.S. is in the catbird seat and should qualify without having to do any kind of play-in for Russia. Now, the second question there's a lot of hoopla right now with, with Clinton Dempsey and the all-time scoring record for the United States. Are you in the same camp as me that believes Christian Pulisic will be the all-time leading scorer for the U.S. national team by the time it's all said and done? I think by the time it's all said and done, Christian Pulisic most likely will be now. What we have to also remember and understand is that Bobby Wood is no slouch. I think Josie Altidore is going to end up taking it at, at 19, 20-ish because Clinton now is coming off the bench 
and it's going to be quite a bit tougher for him to score the goals as we get into the actual World Cup to play for well, bigger name teams. I personally wouldn't be surprised if the World Cup is is Dempsey's last ride with the with the U.S. national team. Uh, he's lost a step. He's still creative. You know, he's a force, but prolific as far as a target striker and a guy that can be counted on to create his own goals. Uh, I think Pulisic is next level, and it's the thing the U.S. has never produced before. We've produced plenty of world-class goalkeepers, plenty of world-class defenders, and we've had, we've had nice midfield players, even attacking midfield players. Landon Donovan being a, a prime example. But Pulisic is the first world-class striker that's come through the program, and that's no knock against Altador or Wood or anybody that's come before him. But Pulisic is next level, and if he stays healthy, stays motivated, um, I think he's I think he's a transformational player for U.S. soccer. Um, so I'm so 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 excited about this guy, and it's amazing the turnaround from the time that Bruce Arena took over the U.S. national team in the midst of this qualifying debacle that it started out with with the U.S. for them to have gone on the tear that they've gone on. Um, you know, it's reassuring that the U.S. you know really is the soccer power in this part of the world. Uh, and, and their only real rival is Mexico. With the striker situation, I, I don't know. I, I think Pulisic, I like him better when he's sitting behind the striker and maybe a false nine role where he's just a little bit deeper into the formation. I feel like his passing, his vision, the way he handles the ball makes him more dangerous sitting behind the striker than it does with him actually being the striker. As far as our strikers in the future concerned, I'm leaning more towards Bobby Woods. Um, Bobby Wood is—he's quick, he's fast, he's very good on the touch, and he has a very cool and precise finish when it comes to striking the ball. Well, and and I want to do so. Want to say one thing about DeAndre Yedlin? When you dropped his name, he may be the one Jurgen Klinsmann experiment um, that, that that yields benefits for the U.S. national team. I appreciate your time and uh, appreciate your enthusiasm. I'm with you. I think uh, the U.S. has turned the corner. Hey, it's been an absolute pleasure, Chris. Chiefs here. Love you guys, and let's go Yanks. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. James Perry. Thanks for your soccer fix, Brandon. I know that's your favorite part of the show. Knowledge. want to thank Sean Powell and Greta Zanstra for hanging out with us. If the show sucked, it's your fault. You're welcome. No worries. Brandon, anything you want to close with? You got anything on your mind, brother? You know the whole. I went to uh, the Carolina Hurricanes open uh, season opener. Yes, you did. You know the old joke about find the big goaltender and then you just put him in goal and the blocks all the shots. Uh, the Hurricanes have done that with Scott Darling. Have you seen this guy? He is like he's like a mountain. He looks like mountain from Game of Thrones, six six, and not lean. I mean, dude's big but can move. I mean, he stands on his head and all that jazz. He stands on his head. I knew you'd drop that in there. I thought you were going to tell the story about the lady that was standing behind you as you took a picture of your kids with the cheerleader. Go ahead and relate that. I took my oldest, Clarice, and her friend Bailey to the game, and they're taking turns taking pictures with one of the Storm Girls, I guess, whatever they're called. And she's she's cute, I guess. Whatever. Anyway, it's I, the Storm Squad. Storm Squad. Get it. Yeah. So I say, hey, y'all jump in there. Let me take a picture of you. And I overhear a lady in the back go, I love it when these dads act like they're taking pictures for their kids. And they're really just taking pictures of these young hotties. And I just turn around and said, hey, I do, I do it for the kids, baby. I do it all for the kids. 
But she gave me a hard Aww. time, and they, we have season tickets, so she's going to be sitting behind me all year long because she's a uh, season ticket. And you know, you should go out of your way to take pictures of every one of the Storm Squad girls. But, you know, I do have a question for you here because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking from a marketing standpoint. Why would they not call the girls the Storm Sirens? Ooh, oh, I like that. Mm. Because people probably don't know that a siren is like a hot mythical female creature. They're like, what, from like the police? Is that how they'd say it? That's basically how they would say it. Well, oh, that, is that, that a fire that, coming? That. A fire engine. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I guess all, what, all Southerners are like old women. Yeah, yeah apparently. Just, what you need when to you're do, old enough, you can't, you can't even tell the difference. Brandon, you need to take pictures of your kids with this woman sitting behind. Yeah, that's exactly. thinking about yes. that. the obvious thing. Yes, and I'm just having my arm around her, saying, "See him? See what I'm doing now? See what You're I'm like, doing? It's no, for the kids. This one's for me. <laughs> yeah, this yes. is for my own personal private collection. Very yeah, nice. I apologize that we haven't that. talked about any baseball today, but Brandon baseball is still about. happening. Yeah, it is, and the and the legend of Aaron Judge continues to grow. Hmm. Now he's playing defense and robbed. The Indians of a home run the other day. So yeah, but did you see the one he missed? Take over the world. No. He missed a really bad one before that. Basically dropped on his shoulder or something. It didn't go Jose Canseco and <laughs> no, off his head. Not and quite on his head. Now that'd be awesome. Aaron Judge, what do you think, Sean Powell? This guy the next great thing or just I, another guy? He's good. He's good. And, you know, with the Yankees, I mean, he'll have the publicity and um, – you know, I went. I went to a Yankees game this year, and that little judges' corner is a pretty cool little section. Um, he seems to be legit. We'll see if if he has a you know a sophomore slump next year. If it's just a hot year, but I think he, I think he's gonna be good. I don't know. We've talked about this before, man. Big guys like that tend not to uh, sustain success. People find a hole in that swing and they exploit it. We'll see how it shakes out. I am interested that. Uh, the sale of the Florida Marlins is complete, and Derek Jeter has added another layer of coolness to his life. It almost didn't even fare, is it? No. We'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out. It's been a long, hard two hours, <laughs> but we hope we threw straight wrenches at you. I don't know. Come out and play dodgeball with us. We'll see you. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.